Very early on, we started saying, how do we take the hero and sort of turn it or twist it? Well, you've got Jack, who is sort of our hero, yeah, um, who very quickly sort of finds himself in the position of leadership. It's time to start organizing. We need to figure out how we're going to survive here. And sort of his uh, struggle with that leadership. I'm not a leader. And yet they all treat you like one. I don't have what it takes. What would actually happen if we were in this scenario, if we were on a plane crash and we were the 47 survivors? You know, I think the idea that somebody would come forward and say, like, okay, I'll tell everybody what to do would actually not happen. It's important for Jack to be a guy that does play the reality of the situation that they're all in. I think he's the one who's the most conscious because of him being a doctor, but also just because he innately has a very, very strong moral compass. But he's flawed in many, many ways and will oftentimes choose to do terrible things. Welcome to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello and welcome to Generally Speaking, the weekly Lost podcast. This is episode number 32. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are coming to you with our summer review of seasons one and two of Lost. And we are so excited. This podcast is going to be dedicated to season one, episode number five. And it's going to be titled White Rabbit. Well, it already is titled White No, this Rabbit. podcast will be titled White Rabbit. Oh, okay. Don't give me a hard time. It, I mean, let me look here. We're under two minutes and you've already started to give me a hard time. Anyway, this... It's what they want, babe. It's what they want. I want to tell everybody, thank you very much to Chris at Creature HTCP... Or P, blah, did, did, did. I want to thank Chris... HTPC. Home Theater PC. HTPC.com. Creature. HTPC.com. He is the kind and generous soul that has sponsored this episode of Generally Speaking. And what a very special episode this is. Hey, you got a little extra pep in your... Can you tell? I am so pumped. There are, at this very moment, 11 people listening to us live. That's just freaky. We are Skype-casting as we're recording. In fact, uh, just to give you an example of what I'm talking about, we're going to bring on some people in just a moment. But Jeremiah, will you say hi to everybody? Oh, hold on. Now, Jeremiah, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. Jeremiah, where are you from? I am in Knoxville, Tennessee right now. And he, and along with uh, 10 other people, are standing by listening to this live as we're recording it. So they'll get to hear what this show sounds like before we edit it. Anyway, let's tell our folks what we do in the show. We have like a little format that we try to accomplish. I and, just sit here and give you a hard time. And I kind of just deal with that as it comes. Yeah. So um, we're going to have an audio recap yes. of, of this episode, White Rabbit. We'll have um, a character and oops, sorry, After character you. analysis. It's in a different place. Anyway, then we're going to talk about exploring the mystery of the island. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We'll have Lost in the News. Did you look some up some Lost in the News? Week. You didn't tell me to. Uh, we may not have Lost in the News. <laughs> no Lost in the News tonight. Hey, Rem. News you... is lost. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let's see if we can. Hey, Rem, are you there? 
I am here. Do you have access to the forum while you're online listening to us? Uh, I was just pulling one up, actually. I'll see if I can dig up some news for you. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Thanks. My pleasure. All right. We'll check back in with Rem in just yeah. a moment. Oh, nice. man. See, I, I, I'm so excited hey, about technology. Hey, hey, I brought my listener feedback. You got, oh, so we're going to have some listener feedback? Yeah, got you there. And I'll do a little generally speaking podcast update because I like to talk about myself a whole lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And every now and then we have some listener contributed audio segments. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and listen to the audio recap and find out what happened on the island this week. Choice, man. Walk away now. You won't get your ass kicked. Hey, Jack! There's someone out there! You gotta... The current... What? There's someone out there! Look! I woke up and just... I don't swim! I don't swim! Okay. There's deep breaths now. There was a woman. I was trying. Did you get her? No. Oh, we gotta go back. She was scuba diving off the barrier reef and got an ear infection, and so the doctor grounded her for two days. She bumped her flight. That's how she ended up with us. She was just swimming this morning. Caught in her uptide. We've been here six days, and I never talked to her. I never said a word to her. Jack, don't. There are 47 of us, and I never said a you single tried. word to her. No, I didn't. You're in my light sticks. Light sticks? What the hell is that Light, comma, sticks. As in those legs of yours. Look, while I really love my new nickname, and I think it's really sweet. Hey, calm down. Got your damn stuff. How much? Your money's no good here. Then what the hell do you want? Can I... Can I ask you something? Sure. Shoot. Are you a Gemini? <laughs> yeah, I am. I thought so. Restless, passionate. You know, everyone thinks astrology is just a load of crap, but that's because they don't get it. I do your chart if you wanted. Even if we divvied it up, split the bottles in half, it wouldn't be enough for 47 people. 46. There's 46 of us now. People find out this is all we have left, they're going to freak out, man. The boar's running low until we can catch another one. What should we tell them? I don't know. Maybe we can make one of those water-finding sticks. What should we do with the stuff we got? I don't know. At the end of the day, after the boy died, I was able to wash my hands and come home to dinner, you know, watch a little Carol Burnett laugh till my sides hurt. And how can I do that? Hmm? And even when I fail, how do I do that, Jack? Because I have what it takes. Don't choose, Jack. Don't decide. You don't want to be a hero. You don't want to try and save everyone. Because when you fail, you just don't have what it takes. He hasn't talked to me in two months, Mom. You haven't talked to him in two months. He doesn't want me to bring him back. Trust me. What happened? She just dropped. It must be the heat. Is she breathing? I think. Come on, let's get her inside. There was an incident a few nights ago here at the hotel bar. I had to get security to escort your father to his room. I don't think any rental agent in Sydney would lease your father a car in his condition. Good old Mr. Locke's gone into the jungle to get some water for you. Great. 
Our only hunter is going to get eaten just so he can get the pregnant girl some more water. I wouldn't worry, love. I mean, you tell me, who would you rather meet in a dark alley? Whatever's out there on that geezer with his 400 knives. I mean, who packs 400 knives? Oh, it's about time. For what? I made this birthday wish four years ago. Where's the water? <clears throat> he's not there. But you see him? Yes, but he's not there. And if I came to you and said the same thing, then what would your explanation be as a doctor? I'd call it an hallucination. Result of dehydration, post-traumatic stress, not getting more than two hours of sleep a night for the past week, all the above. All right, then you're hallucinating. But what if you're not? <sighs> then we're all in a lot of trouble. Wait, where, where are you going? To find some more water. I'll come with you. No, you need to finish what you started. Why? Because a leader can't leave until he knows where he's going. I want you to listen to me, okay? Because I'm asking you a favor. Chrissy, I'm just standing in front of you in the, in the same suit that I'm wearing to my father's funeral, and I'm asking you a favor. In 16 hours, I need to land at LAX, and I need that coffin to clear customs because there's going to be a hearse waiting there. And I need that hearse to take me and that coffin to a cemetery. Why? Chrissy, why can't I just bring him to a funeral home and make all the arrangements? Why can't I really take my time with it? Because... Because I need it to be done. I need it to be over. Here's your thief. Where'd he hide it? I don't know. This wanker had three balls on him. Why'd you do it, pretty boy? Hey? We're just sitting in the... We're just sitting in the tent. And Jack just took off. Claire could have died. I tried to give her some sooner, but it just got out of hand. No one would have understood. What is going on? Someone had to take responsibility. Forty would have never left. Shut up! Hey, come Leave on. him alone! We need to figure out how we're going to survive here. Now, I found water. Fresh water up in the valley. I'll take a group in at first light. If you don't want to come, then find another way to contribute. Last week, most of us were strangers. But we're all here now. And God knows how long we're going to be here. But if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. Lost Character Analysis Wow, what an episode of Lost. Uh, definitely not one of my favorites. No. But it was definitely a good one. And that's because... What is that? Hail? Is that what that is? It's gotta be. Open up the window. Hold I on one second. You. I think we have a hailstorm. We're storm. getting a hailstorm. Is that really what that is? Take your head out the window and find out. <laughs> yeah, that's that is major hail. Okay. Yep. We are experiencing a major hailstorm here, uh, but that won't stop us from doing a generally speaking lost podcast. Neither well, slate, sleet, nor rain, nor snow uh, can keep us away from doing this. Anyway, let's talk about this episode. What you're do not you going to close the window, Ben? No, that's ambiance. 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 So anyway, come on, Steph. Let's what we got here. Oh, this is a Joanna-centric episode. <laughs> it's not. It is. It's all about Joanna. It's not all about Joanna. It's all about Jack and how he deals with Joanna. Okay. Well, for those of you who are not aware, Joanna is the name of the girl who drowned, drowned. of course, in this episode. And I do want to spend just a moment in the character analysis talking about Joanna. And that is just, uh, what is something from her life that we can kind of just take away and and apply to to life and 
Don't and swim with an ear infection? Is that what it is? <laughs> so, but it, I, I think if there's anything, it's just the brevity of life. Yeah. You know, it, you just never know. I mean, because she wasn't supposed to be on the plane. I think they made it a point to say that. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a little too much ambiance, I isn't told it? You. That is a lot of hail. Yeah. Well, we can make snow cones later. <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, shut that window. So, the brevity of life, the fact that she was not supposed to be there is, is I think, something that really stood out to me. And, you know, she woke up that morning, goes out for a swim, and the next thing you know, you're out there and you've got lifeguard uh, Boone to try to save you. Who is a really sucky lifeguard. Doesn't know how to do CPR on Rose. Ends up drowning himself trying to save Joanna. Poor guy. You know, it, 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 unfortunately, yeah, he's, he's not a great... Um, lifeguard, but uh, I think Jack's right. He should give his license back. Let's see here. Let's talk about uh, Michael and Walt. There, there wasn't a whole lot, but we have some on ongoing dialogue between the two of us regarding Michael and Walt. And that, yeah. really, the only inter sorry, the only exchange between the two of them in this episode is about the water. And Michael is so nasty. Yeah, I Just agree with you. Nasty. I mean, hello, any parent. Any parent of what? Do you, how old is Walt here? I don't know. Nine, ten. I have no. Clue. I don't know. Brushing his teeth of his own will. I mean, I would be praising God. I would be on my knees, Hallelujah, thank the Lord, praise because getting my children to brush their teeth is a chore for me. Hmm. Well, the thing and is- the boy is—he's brushing his teeth. He's minding his own business. Wasn't gonna swallow the water to start with. Swish spit. I, I think he was saying, hey, listen, just whatever you do, don't swallow that. You just want to give him the benefit of the doubt no matter what he does. Even when he kills Anna, you're still giving him I the benefit not, of the doubt. Have I ever given him the benefit of the doubt? No, that? I'm just setting it up for later. <laughs> I just may have to take a stance there. No, I. but the the deal is is that I agree that he's not a great father. There, There's no question. And, and how could he be? I mean, he's, he's not even a fair. He, he, I mean, he, you know, rate, no, rate, rate Michael one to five. <laughs> he's a horrible father. He's negative ten. He, he's. But the fact is, is that he is not just. He's not just said, "Hey, fend for yourself here." You know, he he is somewhat Might concerned. Well. But I I want to go back to go last ahead. week's discussion just for a moment because uh, the last two weeks discussion and it's this whole debate because we've got people fighting my side and people fighting your side and I want to get to the I want to get to the bottom of this. I want to find out are we really disagreeing? What, what Cliff really wants to do is just have me admit that he's right. That would be cool. <laughs> you want to just do that now we can skip this conversation? No, we can skip it anyway because Michael and Walt are irrelevant coming up. So Well, no, I, I but I I told people I said, you know, I I want to see if But we, you know, okay. It wouldn't have been that hard to just explain to the boy why salt, why seawater makes you thirsty because there's salt in it. You don't have to get all. You don't have to be all snotty about it. Nasty I, about it. Not even snotty. He was nasty. Okay, nasty. Nasty. So, um, are we really disagreeing? I don't know. I, well, I want to explain to you because because I <laughs> I want to tell you he's going to sell it to me till I buy his product. That's that, right. That he's selling. Let me let me let me tell you how I can give this to you in four easy installments. I told you, I'm I'm immune to this now. You I know, know, ten years I got my wall. I know how to. I'm I just want to ask if we're disagreeing <laughs> about the the, okay, the go point. Ahead. You're saying that he did not have the right as a father 
to tell Walt to not talk with Mr. Locke. Okay, and I said he does have the right because he is the father. And I I, I would agree with you, and, and I, I think that we could be on agreeing terms here. And I just want to know, are you, is, is, the, is the disagreement between what we're calling somebody as a father? One who, there, there are some people who hear the term father, and that's something that you earn through respect. And, and Is that what you're saying? Probably. And for me, I wasn't thinking so much of the earned title of father. I was thinking just because of his position as the man who is the guardian for this boy, he had the right Biology means nothing. It does in a court of law, mm. even. Yes. Biology means things legally. Michael is legally. Michael okay, is Okay, they're spiritual. stuck on an okay. island. Legal means nothing. Okay. Biology means nothing mo- mor- right now. Morally. Okay, because anybody, anybody can be a biological father. Okay. But it does take a real man, a man that Michael is not able to be right now. To be a father. Okay, I I agree that he's not a father figure. He's not. He hasn't that title. But but are you disagreeing? Are you still disagreeing with me that he has the authority and the place morally to protect his son from somebody who he thinks two weeks ago could have been a wacko guy? Do you think he had the right to tell Walt not to talk to him? Not in the way that he did. Do you think he had the right to approach it from a different way and say, please don't talk to him, I don't quite trust him in knowing yet? I'm not saying that you're right, so just <laughs> move right along. Right. Now, this was a Jack-centric episode, so can we talk about Jack? Well, I want to. I, I do want to save Jack for last. Because oh, okay, who else you got? We, I, I want to talk about the... all I have in my character analysis is I hate Michael. I know. <laughs> you're, well, you're not very much on copious notes throughout the episode either. <laughs> But that's okay. I have I have written down Sawyer the extortionist. Absolutely. You know, hello, your money's not good here. I mean, I think five thousand dollars. <laughs> you can write me an IOU. <laughs> you're good for it. Um, but the thing is, is that and the the implication there because mm-hmm. he's like, well, you look like you're good for it. Yeah, well, I mean, he was totally implying something else. Well, I, I think that they're further showing us the hard side of Sawyer. They they want to show us. I, they're I think up to this point, they're just trying to get us to really not like Sawyer and right. to think he's a mean and evil guy, so that they can set that up for us to all you know tear up when we hear what happened to his parents. Okay. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay, so and, and and they're doing an excellent job because mm-hmm. at this point I really dancing. can't stand the guy, and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, and then we have Boone. Now Boone's the wannabe leader. Okay, mm-hmm. the, the, now this is this is something cool because I see this, I see this in ministry, and I have you know leading people who lead cell groups or or small groups, uh, Bible studies or whatever you want to call them. I have had people come up under me and say, I want to lead. You know, I want to be the next leader. There are some people who you can, who are gifted and who are called to lead. And then you have some people who want to do it for recognition, to feel important. Or to, because it has to be done. Or well, In Boone's case. Do you think it's, no, I, Boone's, Boone's case, I don't know if it's really. I think the, it's both. Really? I think it's both. He's already had. He's already been um, 
pretty much shot down and everything else that he's tried to do. Well, he's tried to and put a pen through somebody's throat. He okay. didn't try that. He just offered. He tried to save somebody from drowning instead and, of... N- nearly getting... drowned himself. Mm-hmm. And, um... I think what he needs to do is to sit down and let somebody else lead. Well, absolutely, that's what he needs to do. But in his mind, it needs to be done. Someone needs to lead them. He knows that. And no one else is stepping up. And see, I would disagree. I would say that... that he, some. I, I say he, he knows that somebody needs to lead them. And he doesn't want it to be Jack. He wants it to be him. He thinks, oh, this is a stranded island. This is a place for me to, you know, hey, matter of fact, he even says to Jack, you know, who appointed you our savior? Hey, I own my own business. I can do things. I mean, right. what I see in Boone is it's somebody... It's a bridal shop business. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> Isn't that what it was? His, leader, his, his desire for leadership, I think, is more about Boone. Probably. And where, and where I say that I see this leadership... And that, com- that comes from a... A lifestyle difference between he and Jack. Mm-hmm. In that they, I mean, they were raised differently and, you know. And how, isn't it ironic that Boone thinks he's got what it takes? Because he and, was told he And he's has, a whore, but, and he's he's made nothing but mistakes that could, could have and has cost lives. And Jack doesn't believe that he has what it takes because he was told that by his father yes and and because but yet and i think that that has something to do with humility in a leader as well mm-hmm. and it's it's and it and and in jack's case it's not so much about being a leader to be recognized he, he'd rather not be recognized he'd rather say you know why are you asking me this you know i don't want to be in charge but yet he is the one who is the has the gifts the talents to be that leader and sometimes the fact that it's not all about the power, it's not about the prestige, it's not about that. I believe that is what, mm-hmm. you know, it makes him a good leader right. on the island. Right, And then the only uh, last person I want to talk about before we, we go into talking about Jack uh, is Locke. I, I, this was for, I mean, if anybody had not seen Locke with the orange in his mouth, okay, <laughs> And had they not heard that funky music at the end of episode three, I think it is, or episode two where they spin around, if you saw Locke in this episode, Locke's a cool guy. I mean, he saves Jack's life. I mean, literally, saves Jack's life. Now, I thought it was kind of funny how they showed the two of them laying on the ground. <laughs> but anyway, we won't go there. But but the thing is, is that um, they he saves Jack's life. And then not only that, but he seems so wise in the way that he talks to Jack and the way that he talks to Charlie and the way that he's talked to a great number of people on this island. It's not the crazy guy we know. It's not the... And I don't think that... You know, I, I'm torn up. Is is John really this crazed maniac? Is he? Is, does he have maybe multiple personalities? Does he have? Does is something going on? You know, with with Locke. You know that sometimes he gets a little crazy. Sometimes you know he has some mental issues. And I mean, we know that he's had therapists. So I don't know. But anyway, in this episode, John could be bipolar. When he's up, he's up. When he's down, he's down. That could be. And but here in this episode, John Locke is a lovable character. He's likable. 
Okay. <laughs> lovable Spongebob. Okay. Well, he is, he's but, downright likable because, like I say, he's, he, he goes out of his way to save Jack's life. And not only does he do that, but he also, he also, um, just the way he's like, so if somebody, if somebody else were to come to you and tell you, what would you say? And he's Mm -hmm. like, and then Jack says, so do you, you know, so do you think I need to chase him? And he's like, I don't know, but you know, I, or he says, no, maybe finish what you started. That's right. He says, I'll go back with you. And he's like, listen, you need to finish what you're starting. You started here, and and it's as if Jack, or as, it's as if Locke knew that Jack needed to work out this issue of whether or right. not he had what it took. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I, so discernment, insight, uh, and wisdom; those are three words that I would associate with John Locke in this episode. I find I thought that it was very ironic that the one person throughout season two. That gives Jack the most trouble about being a leader and fighting him the most to be the leader is the one who encouraged him to be the leader to start with. I agree. I thought about that when we were watching it too. That 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 is I mean, kind of ironic. Was, I, John was really pushing him. Yeah. To, to, or at you least know, he pointed out that everybody else was pushing him, and he encouraged it. He did encourage it, which which also stated that he supported it. And I believe that at this point, John Locke felt that it was uh, Jack's destiny to be the leader of that group at that time. John and destiny. I, well, he's a man that that has a lot of faith in destiny. So and 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 fate. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about Jack and then move on into our island mystery discussion. Mm-hmm. Jack, absolutely a character that I believe a lot of people can identify with. Mm-hmm. You have lots of de- decisions to make, and um, I don't, terrified to make them. Terrified to make them, and there was an e- another episode called "You Know All Good Cowboys Have Daddy Issues," and this is the first flashback that we get showing a major, major daddy issue. Now the episode starts off with something that I I, I don't know what it is. I cannot stand to watch a television show or a movie. Or anything that shows a child getting hurt, right? And I it, it it actually tightens up my stomach to sit there and watch that part of the show when it opens up and it shows Jack looking at his friend getting just the the crap beaten out of him, right? And that really I I can't stand that. And and then Jack laying on the ground and he has the decision to make. You know, do I run? Or you do know, I stand up for my or friend? Or do I stand up for my friend? Even though I don't think that I'm going to be able to do terribly too much. Right. Am I going to abandon my friend? And from that moment, I believe that decision that he made at that moment set in motion a course for his life. I believe that was a what I would call a life-defining def- decision. And from that point forward, he... And, and we've seen this all the way through... everything we've seen in Lost, that he has always tried his best to help everyone, even when he knows it's impossible to help them. Until Joanna. No. The thing is... He told Kate, I didn't try. I made a decision to not go after her. Yes, he he did say that, but he thought 
but he did say, I thought I could bring him back and go back and get her. He did say that. So, but the thing is, is the you're right. There was that decision there. But the the thing is, is I believe that what makes Jack a unique character, and and I really hadn't liked Jack all that much because everybody's oh Jack this, Jack that, and I haven't really been paying too much about too too much attention to the relationships in Lost because I've been so focused on the island mystery stuff. And, and and now that I get an opportunity, I really like Jack as a result of this. And I actually have a lot of empathy for him in his dealings with his father. That next flashback, you got the little jingling of the ice. Which is such... That just makes my spine... Cr- it just makes me cringe. It just... What does? That sound. It's annoying. Oh, I thought you were saying about what nuisance. his dad said to him. That just... I can't say those words. That just made me really angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he, basically he says, listen, you can't make these decisions. You know, you and and, and he, he did you the worst thing. You don't have what it takes. He did the worst thing a father could do. You don't have what it takes. You're not man enough. I mean, how how horrible of a father do you have to be to say those words to your son? And I will tell you that there's only one thing that I find completely unrealistic in this episode. And that is and almost as unrealistic as them bringing uh, the plane down on the island and having so many survivors. I find it unrealistic that Jack is as much of a man as he is given that kind of cruel emotional treatment by his father. Not necessarily. Okay, why not? Because he can make a conscious decision to not be like that man and that he's going to be better. And so he does try to help everyone and he's constantly trying to not be his dad and I think that's what makes him the man that he is. I think that's an interesting theory. The only thing that I have is that did he really try not to be like his dad? I mean, it, did he not go to medical school? Did he not tell Rose, I kind of was born into this? Did I, I, I don't know. Okay, that can all be explained by trying to prove a point. Okay. Okay, you can, you know... I can't put my thoughts together when you put me on the spot like that. I'm so sorry. I'll come back to you. <laughs> you can't. I'm the only one here. So, do you think Mark Silverman's going to come back later and, and be an important know. part he, of this? He may be. I nobody. He, yeah. I have never heard that anywhere else. He Mark may be. Silverman is, of course, the little the boy, the right. boy who was getting the crap beat out of. Him. I just have to say that if Matthew came home with a black eye because he was sticking up for a friend, I would not not crush his spirit. I wouldn't even be upset. I would be like, I, I, I. I'd sit down and tell him I was proud that of him. I mean, just the, if if I appalling if I questioned what happened and I found out what happened was what we saw in that in that little portion of the show, my I tell you what I would sit down. I'd probably take my son out for a big juicy steak dinner. You know, and what the I was, boy can eat steak, <laughs> and he can put a raw one on his eye, and he's good to go. I don't understand the but, raw steak on yeah. the eye thing, but anyway. I think that that absolutely the following the the being a doctor being a surgeon can all be summed up to proving a point. Yeah, I can. I can. And do he this. did. I have what it takes. 
And he did try to. Yeah. Well, he did. He saved that woman's life when, was it a woman? Yeah. When dad was drunk and sliced her. Mm-hmm. And he saved his wife. And there, there's a there's mm-hmm. a couple other things that he did. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Um, there, there's, there's only one last. Do you, I? You might have some additional notes you want to talk about, mm-hmm. Jack. But I have one last note. Jack not only had issues from his father, but his mother is a creepy woman as no, well. Ja- no, I'm sorry. I, I, I like you sometimes. No, I love you, but you can't. You can't watch a man treat your children like that their whole life and then still be on their side. I just find it disgusting. Well, the thing is is that everything is about Christian. Yeah, the 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 deal there is that women who are abused by their husbands or have husbands yeah. that they stick it through thin and thick and thin with them and do. I don't I, have any don't idea have to... why we we know people who have gone through that, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure that you guys out there listening to us all know people who have gone through that. I don't understand that. But but besides that, it, this isn't just sticking up for her husband. This is really laying it on. I mean, she said things like, you don't get to say I can't. You go and bring your father home. I mean, you did this. This is all did. your fault. He and, didn't put the glass in his hand and pour the bottle and... Go into surgery Jack didn't and do that. No, Christian did that. That's right. That's his name, right? Yes. Okay. So it's kind of funny in itself. Anyway, did you have any other notes on on Jack? There relationships. No, I like Jack. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and move on into the mystery segment of our show. We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost. Exploring the mystery. Okay, so I have an entirely new theory. (laughs) This is the overall, overarching theme of the entire show of Lost. It, and, and it ties into one of the original theories that I've had. It's all a group therapy session, and everyone on the island is there to get over their fear of swimming. Okay, here's here's the picture. Let me set let me set the stage here for you. Jack sees this girl. I, I, okay, let, let's go back even before what we see on the camera. Uh, Joanna goes out for a swim. She starts screaming, "Help me! Help me!" Obviously, Jack is not the only one who hear. Or, well, Jack I'm doesn't sorry. even see I'm it. Sorry. Charlie points o- it out. Other people on the island obviously hear this. You know, Boone, Mister Lifeguard, goes out, starts swimming. Right? Charlie says, "Jack," you know, who is the group therapy leader, goes <laughs> out and says, "Watch, guys, we can do this. I can do this." And, of course, Boone, who is also in this group therapy, is trying to get over his fear of water. And he's trying to say to myself, I am a lifeguard. I am a lifeguard. And, and so you saw what happened to him. Jack had to go and bring him back. And, and the reason why I say that this is a group therapy session, because uh, and everybody is afraid of water. They pull back. And they do everybody's this. standing on the beach watching. Just watching. I mean, Jack's swimming back with Boone. And the girl, Joanna's out there still screaming. And everybody's still Staring at Jack swimming back with Boone. Nobody else can swim. I think that's... We figured out Lost. We can probably just go ahead and and, uh, end the podcast now. 
You're funny. Anyway. Got some subtle points from Kim. We do have some subtle points, and let's go ahead and turn to Kim now. Hi, this is Kim coming to you with your subtle points from the episode White Rabbit. In the series premiere, the first thing we see is a close-up of Jack's eye. He has hazel eyes. In White Rabbit, the first thing we see is a close-up of young Jack's eyes. And in this episode, mysteriously, he has brown eyes. So, hazel eyes... And then brown eyes. Your eyes can change. I, 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 that's what I was thinking. I, you know, is this a significant thing? You know, but the thing is, is I, from what I understand, eye color can change. But I don't know if that's just as a baby till when you're a young man and then they stay the same. But isn't hazel kind of a brownish color? I don't know anything about it's... eye color. I really don't pay that much attention to those details. No, you don't. Um, hazel is a brown color. It, it can be. But see, your eye color can change I mean, just from sitting here looking at you because, um, well, yeah, right but- now right now we're sitting in our family room and Cliff has the window behind him and it's dark outside. Well, he opened the blinds so I could watch the storm. And uh, so it's dark outside. So you've got the dark background with the light from overhead shining down. Your eyes look a completely different color. So your surroundings and the light and the, can change your eye colors also. The only thing I will say Maybe that... Maybe they couldn't find a little boy who looked like Matthew Fox with hazel eyes. It's just... That, I think that's probably more than... You know, it's, it's not a Desmond photo. It, but, it's, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not a Desmond photo. During Boone's attempted argument, Jack sees his father in the tree line. He runs off into the jungle to investigate. When Christian Shepherd turns around, we see he's wearing white tennis shoes with a suit. This is quite the odd combination. I wonder why that is. Because he's in shoes. a coffin and nobody's going to see his feet anyway. That could be. However, there is one, and, and it never occurred to me the until white rabbit. No, okay. it never occurred to me until after she had turned in this subtle point in episode one. The pilot Jack's running from the forest to the island. There are a pair of white shoes hanging up they on a are. tree. Are those? They are. Are those shoes the shoes that Christian Shepherd is wearing on the island? Weird. Hmm. Moving right maybe along. Jack I'm put sorry. him in the coffin with no shoes on. That's right. As Jack sits alone in the jungle, Christian passes by him at the fire shortly after his morgue flashback. It sounds like ice cubes clinking in a glass. If we go a bit earlier in the episode, and earlier in Jack's life, we're going to hear this. You want to come in? So, you want to tell me what happened? A couple guys jumped Mark Silverman. I noticed that right away because that sound is so annoying to me. It's funny, you should see Stephanie. She's like, shut <laughs> it off, turn it off. Turn it off, that's enough. We've seen enough. It, you know, I really want to believe that Jack's dad is on the island. I really want to, I'm like, Jack, will you just touch the guy? He had the opportunity to touch him. And so I, I really want Christian Shepherd to be on the island. But the whole fact that they played this, this uh, jingling of the ice cubes kind of leads me to believe that this is, you know, it kind of took him back, and and that was a just a recollection in his mind, a recalling of a sound, 
kind of brought back that and and he's hallucinating so i don't know i really really want uh christian shepherd to be on the island though i know you do i want him to be the man when jack is in the airport arguing with the ticket attendant he has this conversation there's just no latitude no latitude no latitude without the proper documents you can't do this to me i'm ready to go now at the middle point of the earth we have the equatorial plane zero latitude no latitude is it possible that the island is located at zero latitude? This is Kim, and thanks for listening to My Subtle Points. Thank you very much, Kim, for your weekly subtle points. We always enjoy those. Better than the ice jingling in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole Christian Shepherd thing, she brought up the fact that at the airline, they, I, I, I mean, we have this coffin, and there was a whole lot of discussion online you know, did the air did the airline take Christian out of the coffin? You know, and I'm like, there's no way an airline is going to take somebody out of a coffin. My thought and my feeling is this: Jack or Jack Shepard's dad is not dead. Of course, we know we went to the morgue or wherever that was. They unzipped him. He says, "Yes, that's my dad." They zip him back up. Romeo and Juliet. That special you know, poison or whatever drug that they drink to make you look like you're dead. And then you come back and then they can revive you. Uh, we've seen this in a number 24. of, you know, 24 did this that a couple other shows. I believe Christian Shepard was not dead. He had appeared to be dead. He had, he was not breathing. His heart had stopped. They had, they had done that purposely to get Jack to quit looking for him because they needed, Christian on the island to do something for Dharma. I don't know. I really just want Christian to be on the island. And I believe there's enough I believe there's enough out there to really think, make you think and give you reason to think that this is not a hallucination. So I mean the horse was really there. Right. The polar bear. The freaking polar bear! (laughs) I mean it was there. I mean so, I don't know. I, I really want it to be there. I know you do. Next up, the scratches. We have a thing with scratches on this island. What's been scratching these people? Cat fights. I don't know. I mean, the deal... Hurley bird. The Hurley bird. So, we have the... Uh, Kate has four distinctive scratches on her, on her cheek this time. Now, you asked me, was it there last week? I don't remember. I, I, I honestly, I cannot remember if the scratches were there. But she has four clear scratches... And they're the same type of scratches she that... She could have caught them climbing the tree to put the transmitter in the tree. That, but they're very distinct scratches. And Jack has two on one side and two on the other side. And they're the same kind of space apart. And if I'm not... I mean, Locke has one scratch that go, starts at his eye and goes down. Which is just really, really creepy looking. Have you ever seen a picture of uh, Terry O'Quinn without his makeup? He's almost got like a scar there. And it's kind of like they just drew the, the <laughs> blood in. it in. <laughs> so, but, and then, if I mean, didn't Danielle, didn't she have some scratches? And when Claire came back, didn't she have some scratches? I mean, they're, they're in are, the jungle. They're going to get scratched. It's not that kind. Of, it's, a, it's like an animal scratch almost. And uh, then we have the hairbrush. No hairbrush. Where is my hairbrush? <laughs> and those of you who know Veggie Tales will know that song. But 
there's a theory out there, and I think it's called the ultimate theory that somebody had uh, pointed out that uh, it's kind of odd that there would be no hairbrushes and that they would make a point to mention there are no hairbrushes. Because, I mean, eventually, you know, people are going to understand that these people aren't brushing their hair. Uh, But, except for Miss Clairol. I mean, she always looks really good. She found a hairbrush. You know, the the question is... Maybe Ethan gave her one. The idea is that Maybe these people were not on this plane, that they they were placed there to well, make no, they were think there. No, I don't put my hairbrush in my luggage. I put my hairbrush in my carry-on. Well, they, they just burned all the carry-ons. No. I mean, I know they went through. Sawyer has the hairbrush. If if Claire wanted he a hairbrush, it. she would have known where to go. And, and Sawyer has not mentioned a hairbrush yet. So I don't know. It maybe maybe there's something about static electricity when they br- brush their hair that would cause some kind of problem with. Hold on, I, th- I know this sounds like a crackpot theory, but it's not. <laughs> I know. Maybe there is some kind of psychic energy that they're using to try to project thoughts and memories into their minds, and and you know if they brush their hair and create a little static electricity, that might hinder their ability to get into their minds. Hmm. Anyway. So that's what I have as far as the mystery of the island. Anything that you have to add to that? No. Any copious notes over there, babe? No? I hate Michael. You hate Michael. <laughs> that's the only notes I have over here. All right. Other than the ones you gave me. Well, I'll tell you what. We are going to go ahead and go to our Lost in the News. Lost in the News. Alrighty, and Stephanie, why don't you read us our first story over there? <laughs> hey, I had a migraine today. Um, I'm doing pretty good just to be here. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, Rem has come to our rescue, and I'm going to unmute Rem. Rem always comes to my rescue. Like having to listen to that bumper that you had to make all by yourself last week. He hasn't done that yet. Rem, but how he are said you? He would. I'm doing very well, thank you. Very good. Now, Rem, we can hear you, but the rest of the folks listening live cannot. But tell us what's going on in the news this week. Well, there are a few things happening in the world. Uh, if you go over overseas, it appears that Channel 4 in London, England, is planning to screen its programs live on the Internet. Ooh. They've apparently agreed to offer a one-time deal with ABC to make episodes of Desperate Housewives and Lost available on demand, which is really taking us one step closer to the whole world of Internet-based TV. Oh, Wow. Also, Michael Emerson is joining Comic News Insiders Joe and Jimmy to talk about his character and what is in store for us in Season 3. If you want the interview, go to the Generally Speaking Lost Podcast Forum, which is www.ravenscraft.org forward slash Lost Forum, then go to the Lost in the News section for that article. Thank you very much. There's more. Do you want to hear it? Absolutely. And and just so you know, Rem, uh, good news. Mark Tafoya from uh, the Remarkably, uh, what, what is the name of his podcast? It is the Remarkable oh, Palette Podcast from oh, New York, yes. from New York. He's he's listening in with us live, and he has awesome. just pulled up a chat window, and he says he can hear you fine, which means that everybody can hear you. So that that's actually good. I'll have to feedback your audio, and so they're hearing the news along with us. Go ahead with nice. the next story. Excellent. Well, also in the Lost in the News section, apparently there's a new book out called Finding Lost, an unofficial guide to help put the pieces together of the puzzle and put them in place or something like that. Uh, Author Nikki Stafford offers insight on the uh, episodes, 
commentaries. She analyzes each of the programs and offers some answers to the very confounded viewers. She'll uh, illustrate the link between seemingly disparate events, uh, piecing together the histories of the, each of the characters and how they're intertwined. Now, there or is order information on the Lost website or the, the General Speaking Forum website. If you want to go there and order it, go to the forum, Lost in the News, you'll see the story, and you'll be able to order that book. Did you say also? Did you sorry? say that? Did you say that's an official uh, Lost Connections book? It's not an official book. It, oh. It's done by a lady named Nikki Stafford, who is uh, quite well known for doing commentaries on television programs. Okay. Darn! I, I, yes. I almost thought that you said uh, official, and that would be cool. That would be very cool. Very but, cool. But it's still interesting to to see what somebody else might put together because that that somebody that has put in a lot of time and and stands to put a lot of research into it and make some money, I'm sure that they'll put out a good quality product. So, Indeed. Good. What's up next? In movie news, Naveen Andrews is taking on flesh-eating zombies in the upcoming Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez double feature called Grindhouse. This is apparently an homage to the splatter films of the late 70s. Didn't see many of those myself. Grindhouse is going to be two 75-minute films that are literally stitched together. And Naveen Andrews is going to be playing in the second film, which is called Planet Terror. And he'll be playing a badass military scientist. While Matthew Fox is signed on with Sylvester Stallone in the upcoming fourth edition of the Rambo series, Fox is going to play the part of Patrick Merchant, who is a rogue special ops soldier on the run from war crimes charges. Looking forward to seeing that. Also from the LostMedia.com website, Buena Vista Entertainment's website. Now, Buena Vista is the site or the company that's going to be putting out the Season 2 DVDs for Lost. They have a password-protected site that reveals a deleted scene from the second season episode called Collision. Now, apparently, if you go to that site, you can use passwords such as this. Gun, horse, son, Jack, Locke, others, Saeed, Vincent. You want to find out more? Go to the Lost in the News section at ravenscraft.org forward slash Lost Forums. Also, ABC has announced that its uh, primetime show was viewed more than 11 million times on its website. This is during the network's free online pilot program. Now, in one month, the ad-supported ABC show outperformed the results of uh, Apple's iTunes, which clocked in about 6 million downloads. Sweet. ABC plans to end that test on, Jan on June 30th, actually, and they're going to be relaunching it in the fall. That's a bummer that they're going to take it down, but um, I'm glad to hear that it outperformed iTunes, and the reason why is because that's, that shows them that there is a market for online free content that we don't have to pay even our cable or satellite providers for. Oh, for sure. And, you know, they've floated these test balloons to see if it's going to work, and I think they're getting resounding success out of it. So yes. we're going to be definitely seeing more Internet-based TV in the future. Yeah, and for those of you in the U.K., I strongly encourage you to go to U.K. Uh, Channel 4 and and view the show live. Stream the entire episode. Even if you're not going to watch it online, do me a favor and go and, and start it and stream it. Uh, even if you walk out of the room and let it play all the way through. The reason why is because if they can see that people are downloading these, it means more and more free content coming on demand whenever we want it, and I think it's excellent. 
we're getting away from this whole idea of having to be in front of a television at a particular time to watch it. Amen. Now the media's the media's there when we want to download it and actually store it on our computer if we want to, or or in fact stream it. Very cool. Any other news for us there, Rem? Uh, that's a wrap on news for my quickly slapped together lost <laughs> in the news section. Uh, big thank to uh, thanks to moderator Matt for posting all that information. Of course, if you're he looking rocks. for information, oh yeah, if you're looking for information on Lost and what's going on, uh, Matt is like a news machine, and he'll he be is. posting it on the uh, the forum at www.ravenscraft.org forward slash Lost Forum. Back to you too. Thank thanks, you very Rem. much, Rem. That is <laughs> my awesome. pleasure. All right. That I, was... I have one comment about the news. Yes. Is that why won't any of these actors? I mean, we're so involved in this show, and and we, you know, we love these people now. Mm-hmm. Why won't any of them make a movie that I want to go see? <laughs> no doubt, it's all. I mean, death come on. Horror I can't and... even listen to the trailers in my headphones because <laughs> it, it. I can't sleep because it scares me. I'm I... a big baby. I have issues from childhood, and <laughs> I, I lived on. Elm Street, the first time I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, and I've been scarred for life ever since. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so can't I, I can't do scary movies. I won't do scary movies. And that's all these people are doing. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target areas acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hey guys, Fred from Long Island here. First of all, wanted to say, really like the new format on the show with the character analysis and mysteries of the island. I think that's a really good way to break up the discussion. Also, uh, as they said in the movie Office Space, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you about Locke's past. I personally played military strategy games kind of like they were playing at lunch. I played those as a teenager. I also like science fiction shows that have a military theme like Star Trek, Stargate SG-1, Battlestar Galactica, and things of that nature. My point is that you, you guys know with Lost and probably other shows that Sometimes those interests can take over the way that you speak to other people with similar interests. Star Trek's a great example of that. I think in this case, Locke just likes to talk like he's in the military to that guy on the phone. Also, they use those military hand signals all the time on Stargate SG-1, and I, for one, have uh, looked for them on the internet to use them myself. You know, when you're shopping, whatever, it's good to redirect the uh, troops. Okay, guys, thanks a lot for the show. Thank you very much, Fred, from Long Island. And I That's believe, great. if I'm not mistaken, I think Fred is actually listening to us live right now. So thank you very much there, he, Fred. Um, yeah, you you want to believe this whole lock being in the military. I think you're full of it. Oh, so. it was a crackpot theory. But um, you know what Fred just said? What? Guess. No. Guess what Fred just said? Did he say in he things of that it. nature? Oh, my goodness. That's Fred awesome. gets the award for That's the first awesome. and things of that nature from this episode of Generally Speaking. All right, moving right along, we have another feedback here. Hi, this is Janie from Atlanta, and my daughter and I are just 
watching the first season of Lost on DVD that uh, we borrowed from a neighbor, and now we're we're really hooked. Um, we haven't quite gotten through all of them, so listening to podcast is just so much fun right now for us. So anyway, just know that there are some newbies out here listening, and uh, keep up the good work. And don't worry about the spoilers, because it kind of makes it fun for us to have a few little spoilers. So, anyway, bye. Thank you so much. That's hey, great. We have some newbies out there, so I am so glad to hear that. And I'm so glad to hear we have newbies who don't care about the spoilers, because we tried the no-spoiler thing. It, it didn't work. It didn't work. Well, we are glad to have you on board with us, and uh, you are in for an excellent ride and uh, you'll definitely be thanking your friends who let you borrow those DVDs, I guarantee. Stephanie, you got an email you want to share with us before I go into our next call? I have several emails, actually. Okay. Because last week we said email Stephanie. And you got some emails. And I got some emails, which well, was really cool. So on the topic of things of that nature, uh huh. that's what most of my emails were, were um, addressing. So, my, my very first email, which I was so excited, I, I think I even got up and did a little dance, was from Michelle West, who I believe is listening. Uh-huh. She live. is online okay. now. Hi, Michelle. I was so excited to get to get your email. It says, um, the first couple were addressed to me individually, which, which was really cool. So, um, Hi, Stephanie. I'm listening to your June 24th podcast starring Stephanie with the supporting role of Cliff, which rocks. Um, <laughs> I added that part. <laughs> and had to give you some feedback. Um, addressed you personally. I really like the banter between you guys. Um, I guess since your lives mirror mine, okay, two less kids, but similar, I do enjoy the couple stuff. I'm sorry I've been gone for a while with work, but I'm glad to be back listening and enjoying the Ravenscraft Family Entertainment Channel. Keep up the good work. Best, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. She also put a PS that says, I never noticed the repetitious use of phrases. I guess as a parent of a young child, I'm glad to hear every other sentence. So repeating stuff is good for me. I have to admit that as the parent of children, I'm lucky to hear adult voices at all. And uh, and so, yeah, I had never noticed it also. But my favorite email that I got this week, my favorite, I'm was listening. from Jerry Lynn. Okay. Denver. Jerry Lynn Denver, which would who happen to be the Bob wife. Bob Denver's wife. That's who right. Who called and complained of and things of that nature. So, Jerry Lynn sent an email that says, Hi, Stephanie. Um, you two don't use that phrase that much. I'm married to Bob, the over-empathetic listener who complained about the misuse of things of that nature. And let me tell you, I've decided now I'm going to finish all my sentences with things of that nature just to drive him crazy. Hee <laughs> hee, keep up the good work, guys. So, I did reply, well, I replied to everyone that, that sent me an email, and um, most everyone. And I have to say that I asked Jerry Lynn to email me back in a couple of days and let me know how her marriage is going. <laughs> and things of that nature. <laughs> and things of that nature. So so that was funny. That was fun to get. Very cool. Is that all you have? or is, should, Let's go ahead and take another uh, call here. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Brad from Alaska. Hey, in regards to the uh, Walkabout uh, podcast, uh, the gentleman who uh, emailed you concerning an overuse of uh, certain phrases, I just wanted to refer you guys to the official Lost Podcast. What's up with the use of you know? You know, they use it like you know, like a thousand times. Every podcast as well. Uh, 
the whole reason why I listen to the podcast is because I don't know and I want to know more. Anyways, you guys aren't the only ones who use uh, certain phrases, uh, but uh, thanks for your show. I really enjoy it, uh, and Stephanie, you're, you're improving immensely every episode, so keep up the good work. Be patient, Cliff. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Thank you very much, Brad, and from Alaska, no doubt, <laughs> our first Alaskan caller. So, uh, so only I'm improving. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting worse. That's, oh, okay. that's, Is that that's the indication. So thank that's you very great. much for bringing up the quality of our show, there, babe. Uh, because definitely, I talk yeah. too much, and 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 our iTunes reviews show it. <laughs> uh, definitely, whatever you do, nobody go and look at iTunes for our reviews. Well, and by no means, Kim went please do not go in there and put a good review for us because that would just be awful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead. Uh, you got another email there. Yes, I do. I would like if you could add me to the Podcast Alley voting group list. Uh, you really deserve to have those votes because you were doing some really great work. I live in Montreal, Canada, and I can't watch a lost show without listening to your podcast after. I wish, I wish you... I wish you will be able to continue for a lot of seasons of Lost. Very good. I, yeah. From Hugo. Thank you, Hugo. Hugo, thank you so much. And uh, the list that he is talking about is um, the Podcast Alley list that I have in my contact uh, in Outlook. And there are over 125 people now who have asked me to remind them at the first of each month to go and vote for our podcast on Podcast Alley. If you want to be added to the list and help us out on a monthly basis and vote for our show, please uh, send an email to cliff at ravenscraft.org and we will add you to the list of people to remind and uh, we'll get a little bit into that in just a moment. But we do have one more audio uh, call that came in on our listener line and then I want to take some live calls. Hi, guys. Um, This is Shanna calling from Nebraska. Um, I just wanted to add a very subtle point to uh, the walkabout discussion about um, Saeed, Um, his little comment when Jack wanted to burn the plane. He was like, I forget exactly what the quote was, but it was something along the lines of with with no regard to their religion. Um, It's pretty clear that Saeed is a Muslim, and um, in Islamic tradition, uh, cremation is absolutely forbidden. It's a horrible sin, and I can't remember quite what the consequences are, but uh, it's just desecration to burn a body in his culture. So I think that also stresses that Saeed is um, probably not only religious, but devoutly so. Like, it's he's not just paying lip service to his faith. Um, yeah, keep up the good work. I enjoy the podcast, and we'll hear from you soon. Bye. Thank you very much. I would agree with you that um, Saeed is a religious person. I think that um, for me, the episode, uh, the season finale of season two, when he's praying on the boat uh, with Sun and Jin and and they are looking at him as he's praying, I, I think that's more to me of a sign that he is somewhat religious. Uh, I don't know that he is extremely devout. Uh, and the only reason I would say that is because he, while when Jack was talking about burning the fuselage, he he did bring up, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to burn them with no regard to their wishes, with no regard to their 
their religion. I think that if he was extremely devout, I believe that he would have been a little bit more adamant about his objection. But that's neither here nor there. But still, I thank you very much for your call. And I am going to do now something that I that I am just extremely excited about. And we are going to take some live calls here. And the first person I want to go to is Zig the Third. And uh, let's see here. Zig, are you still with us? Uh, you bet. I'm right here. Uh, Zig is a young man. And, and Zig, where are you calling from? What city? Little Rock, Arkansas. So you're calling from Little Rock, Arkansas. And why don't you tell our listeners, just so you know, uh, you're currently talking to 14 people. Uh, However, this is a podcast that's being recorded and is going to be broadcast to thousands of people around the world. And uh, if you go to uh, generallyspeakingpodcast.com, you will be able to go in and look at the Weekly Lost Podcast and find out how to subscribe to our show. But but why don't you tell our listeners how you found us? Uh, well, I just went to Skype.com and clicked on the Skypecast link. I looked through all of them, and I saw this looked pretty interesting. had a short little description, so I logged on. Very cool. And earlier, in the, uh, when I asked you before, you said that you have watched Lost before. Uh, well, barely. Like when companies here and they want to watch it. Okay. <laughs> what did you think about it then? When, when it, it seemed pretty confusing. Okay. Has, has your listening to our show uh, made you even more confused? Not at all. Probably just because also this is kind of an early episode, but and that was like season two or something. But, um, no, I liked how it was all laid out. I kind of understand, although I probably forgotten a lot of the names, but I kind of get a little information about the characters and their, you know, everything about them. Borrow some DVDs from some friends or go to the video store and rent them and, and join along with us. We want to encourage you to come back each week and, and listen to this show and get addicted to Lost and spread this this evangelistic message of Lostology to the world. You're a nut. I am nuts. We <laughs> we love Lost, and, and I'm glad you found us on the Skype page, and uh, it's so exciting to have a new listener to our show, uh, and, and um, we're just glad you're on board, and thanks for listening. Oh, you're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. All, All right, right, let's uh, move on to Jeremiah. How are you doing, Jeremiah? Oh, I'm good. I'm now, good. Jeremiah has been a long-time listener to our show, and he actually, uh, if tell me if I'm I'm just being too much of an egomaniac and making this up, <laughs> but did I or did I not inspire you to go out and start Faith Media Podcast? You did, you did. I'll okay. give you the credit for that. Very cool. I, I thought you had said that in like one of your initial shows, but uh, I will tell you that Jeremiah did this show called the Faith Media Podcast, and it's where he was talking about um, just Christian faith in in modern day culture, in pop culture, and he did a he did an excellent job. And uh, unfortunately, he you know unlike or, or like so many of us podcasters know, it's a whole lot more work than what you thought it would be. Is that right, Jeremiah? Oh yes, definitely. And uh, life sometimes get in, gets in the way. And he's no longer doing that, but they can still go and get the back episodes. Is that correct? 
Uh, as far as I know, if, if iTunes still has them. Yeah, so that should still be available out there. Where were you storing and hosting your MP3 files? Um, uh, Libsyn. Uh, wherever you told me to. I can't remember the address. Oh, so you were paying for it. Did you stop paying them? Um, no, I wasn't actually paying for it. I was just uh, logging in as um, a, a trial use, and they kept hosting it for free. Oh, uh, since wow. I didn't have I didn't have that many episodes, I guess. Maybe. I'm not sure. So maybe they're still out there. Go, just go into iTunes and Music Store and do a, a search for Faith Media, and you'll see it. Jeremiah, where are you from? I am originally from Monticello, Kentucky, but I'm a grad student at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. What city in Kentucky did you say you're originally from? Uh, uh, Monticello. And where where exactly is that? Is that east, south, west, north? Um, it's not north. South. <laughs> it's definitely south. It's right right beside Tennessee. Okay. And, um, it's it's a small town. I don't really even know how to tell you where. <laughs> it's it's down in the sticks. He knows how to get home, That's but right. he can tell you how to get there. Exactly. And you exactly you're right. you're in college uh, or you're just graduated. I'm in graduate school. You're in graduate school, and you're you're looking to go into media. Yes, that's right. Very cool. So, how long have you been watching Lost? Um, actually, I, I started watching Lost when I was doing a part of a research study. Um, we were just counting cuss words on primetime television, and that's <laughs> what first got me hooked into Lost because the first episode I watched uh, was the season one finale, and. Obviously, I, I had to see what was going on before because it was very confusing, and then see what happened uh, after that. So, so in the first episode of Lost you watched, how many cuss words were there? Oh gosh, I don't know, not that many, surprisingly. You know, really much, much. I think it's it's pretty tame as far as some of the other stuff, especially on ABC. I was watching you know, Desperate Housewives and and things like that. So, do you hear that? He said things like that, and not of that nature. Right. Good job. <laughs> Do you have any questions for us or any comments um, about this show? I, I just want to say that it's cool that you've figured out something to do with the summer as far as uh, lost podcasting and not just being like, oh, my goodness, there's not new episodes. And uh, just guiding people through season one is, is a pretty neat thing to do. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Hey, no problem. We're going to uh, move over to uh, Mark here. And let's see here if I can find out where he is there is mark mark how are you hey i'm i'm doing good how are you it's mark defoya right yeah and and, yeah. and he's he's popularly known as uh chef, chef mark, mark. <laughs> and chef mark has a podcast and it's called the remarkable palette i actually yeah i do i actually do several podcasts now my my first and main podcast is called the remarkable palette podcast and it's all about food and cooking, and uh, I interview chefs, and I do sound scene tours of the New York culinary scene. Um, but I've got a couple other things. I, I, I founded uh, the Culinary Podcast Network, mm-hmm. and we brought together 13 uh, different food podcasts from all around the world and some really high-quality uh, podcasts talking about food. And one of the, the shows that we do on the CPN is called the Culinary Roundtable, where every two weeks I get a bunch of the other foodcasters together and we talk about some uh, something in the news, you know, food in the news or hot new hot new food things. So all to do with food. And the third podcast is called Remarkably Mark, and it's just my life outside the kitchen. Gotcha. It's kind of like you need to hook me up with that. It, it's, it's a like, little bit like your um, like your my crazy life. <laughs> absolutely. 
<laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, we're glad to have you online with us. And you also have, I mean, this now tell us about your little brother. My little brother, his name is, is Carlos Gabriel, and uh, he is 13 years old, and he lives at, at home in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I'm from. Uh, I'm in New York. And uh, he is addicted to Lost. This kid is a total Lost freak. <laughs> and he is a, 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 a real uh, faithful listener of Generally Speaking, and he calls in quite a bit. Yes, he does. And, and he had been listening to our show, and then you... Now, how did you come across our podcast? I I had started listening to several of the Lost podcasts, and I had uh, subscribed to the um, the group feed that you do the um, the Lost podcast the Lost Podcasting Network, right? And that's how I came about it at first. And uh, when I had been visiting home, um, I sh- I showed my brother how to download podcasts, and he and he had already been. Uh, completely addicted to Lost. He started downloading because he has a video iPod, so he was downloading the shows as soon as they were available and watching them over and over again. Um, so, I mean, he watches each episode about five or six or seven or eight times. Oh, wow. He um, is addicted and, to Lost. And, yeah, he knows every, you know, he's like, uh, you know, Tebow it and watch it frame by frame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and so he started listening to your podcast as well and calling in and, and sharing his thoughts and, uh, and some theories. And we actually were talking about a theory. Now I know that this is you're doing the um, the seasons one and two review, and I heard you say something earlier about you were trying to be spoiler free, and now you're not. So I don't know if if it's germane to talk about uh, thoughts of anything to do with the the later episodes. Oh, you can say anything not. you want ab- yeah. about Lost at all. Oh, okay. Well, I was one thing that I pointed out to him when we were talking was that I noticed something in the series two finale that was very interesting that I haven't heard other people comment on so far. Um, when they showed Desmond uh, uh, straggling onto the beach after his ship had capsized, and um, and Calvin bringing him in, the the way that they shot that was in that sort of fuzzy. Um, jerky kind of camera motion, so that it was as if it was from his point of view, and 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 his and his vision was blurred. Yes. Well, did anyone else notice that that was the exact same camera m- motions that they used when Jack and Kate and Sawyer got shot with the darts? And it made me wonder maybe Desmond was actually not shipwrecked, but rather shot with the dart by whoever is shooting those darts, whether it be the others or the other others. I didn't and even think about that. And perhaps he was meant to think that he was shipwrecked rather than actually having been shipwrecked. It's an interesting theory. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like so that. that. You know, that just makes me think there's a lot more to these puzzles that, than, than I think even a lot of our crazy theorists have come up with. Um, because I've long been one of these people that feels like there's the others and then there's the other others. Um, and the others we've seen are not the ones that we need to be afraid of, <laughs> necessarily. Right. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to say before uh, we go to our next uh, live call? No, just it's it's great to see that you're doing the review, and I've been I've been listening in. Although uh, interesting, I didn't really think that I had anything to contribute tonight, being that uh, you know you're going over old stuff. But it was really really great to to listen in. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. Well, nice talking to you both. Bye, Stephanie. It was good, good talking night. with you. Alrighty, and then we have, let's see here, Phoenix558. How are you doing there? Well, I'm doing real good. And and who is this that we're speaking to? 
My name's Emil. Emil? And yes. uh, how long have you been listening to our show? You know, like it seems like most people, I got into it uh, through the Lost Podcasting Network. And uh, that would have been, oh, I don't know, probably sometime in January, I would guess. Uh, and uh, since then, yours is the only one on that network I'm listening to. Uh, and I love your other two shows, too. Well, great. Thank you very much. you have any comments regarding uh, any of tonight's discussion about the characters or the mystery or anything of that nature? No, to be honest, I don't really have all that much to add. Um, it's it's really interesting for me. My wife and I, it seems like, uh, just like you, we started watching Lost after the first season was already done. Uh, and uh, it, it, for me, the only comment I make is it's, it's very interesting to see this early stuff. Uh, I mean, I remember how I felt watching it the first time, just utterly confused. No idea at all what even what genre of show I was watching. Right. And uh, just to just to hear how people are uh, responding to it, you know, a second time around, it's 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 very intriguing. Very cool. Well, Neil, thank you very much for listening in. Have you enjoyed the the Skype cast experience? Absolutely, and I think it's very cool that even us Canadians can join in. Absolutely, I I think that this will be a regular thing. So so uh, look for more information. Last up, we have Eric Fisher on the line. And Eric, how are you? Good. Oh, there I am. There he is. <laughs> I was I was eating my snack, man. <laughs> you were eating. I want sn- a snack. That's not we don't fair. get snacks in the studio. <laughs> well, it's, you know that's what you get for being a, an offsite reporter. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric Fisher is on the line with us now. Eric has been around forever, and he is well known to the generally speaking podcast listener audience. Uh, as our well, he does everything. Uh, he he currently is our lost experience reporter. Which, dude, you, I don't know how you. I, I understand that there is just so much stuff out there. There, there is so much stuff. I mean, I I just while well, when you said, "Hey, Rem, can you go run through the form?" I said, "You know what? I better go check my stuff too." So, and there had been new stuff since I left work today and read through stuff. So, um. But I went through and I just posted, let's see here, I posted about six or seven or eight different links to videos and the new <laughs> DJ Dan podcast. And so if you go to the Generally Speaking Lost Forum, go to the Lost Experience Report links, and I've got, gosh, there's seven or eight there. Um, let me actually go down through a quick run through. Sure, go right ahead. Let's see. Well, the first one is rachelblake.com. If you haven't heard, this is a new person that's kind of stepped up, um, and they're they're out there trying to fight Hanso. The rumor is that this is Persephone. It's the real person behind the persona of Persephone that was hacking the Hanso site. Ah. Um, <clears throat> oh, and by the way, if you didn't know, the Hanso site, if you try to go to it, is officially down. Yeah. They have said that it is down. They've they've been going through legal trouble and so on and so on. You know, not not in real life, for the game officially. Right. So, um, another link is stophanso.rachelblake.com. That's kind of a behind the scenes Rachel Blake, um, blog, and that is where you can actually go to find more about the Black Rock ship. There's a lot there that uh, you can find out. Anything that Hanso, you know off the top of your head that's exciting or interesting? The Hanso Company, Hanso's ancestors, I believe, were linked to the sailing of the 
original black rock ship that is on the island. Ah, would that be the Magnus guy? That, Perhaps. Uh, I gotcha. So, um, SaveJupe.com reached 10,800 petition signers, and they've kind of taken it down, but there's another site called SitOnAMonkey.com that you should check out. <laughs> That is linked to that. I'll, I'll there. Right there that's, now. Kind of, that's just a humorous one, so <laughs> you should check that out. Sit on there a monkey dot com. Lots of pictures of people sitting on stuffed monkeys. It's just for fun, but it's hilarious. Have you ever been to uh I've got an armfart.com? No. I haven't either, but <laughs> it just... Is that a real thing? <laughs> no, I have it it will be by the time <laughs> next week rolls around, I'm sure. Have you, have you ever been to cliffislying.com? <laughs> I have. Uh, I made I that Steph- one. Stephanie's the moderator of that site. Isn't she? Uh, so, oh, wait, well, that's the think... Cliff is Full of It website. Yeah. So that, that's about it. There's a few other links there, but um, another Gary Troop interview video. But I've got all the links up there, so go check those out. I am going to, with that new section of the forum, I'm going to make sure I've got all the new links up there as soon as I see them. And I see them as soon as they come out in the RSS feeds for all these different sites that are collecting stuff much better than I can. So, Very cool. Well, thank you very much, uh, Eric, for being online and for all the work that you do for the Lost Experience Report because uh, I've, I've said it a couple times. It, there's just been too much for me personally to follow up, so... I'm glad we've got people out there like you that they can... over my head. I I can't catch it all. (laughs) Well, there's just so much. And so uh, I'm just glad that we've got you out there to to help along our listeners who are following the Lost Experience. Hey, you're welcome. And I just got to say, Skype is awesome. This is... This is amazing. It amazes me every time I use it. And and, and Skype casting, which is completely separate from Skype, is, is an amazing tool. So... I'm going to talk about it a little bit here in the Generally Speaking podcast update. This show is going to be in about an hour and 45 minutes long, so uh, we're, we're going to wrap things up here. So, Eric, we're going to rush off. All right. Have a good night. All right. See ya. Anyway, we have our lost podcast update, and let me see if I can... Oh, here we go. Ready? <laughs> Why do you always laugh when I play that? Because it's funny. <laughs> All right. Lost podcast update. I just want to let you guys know uh, the next episode. No, that's not. Oh, that's coming up on Lost. Did I go out of order? <laughs> you so did. All right. Well, hold on. Let's let's do coming up on Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? We're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? Don't you want to know? What's coming up on Lost, Stephanie? Episode 6. <laughs> which is? House of the Rising Sun. Which is a blank centric uh, episode. Sun and Jen. Is it? Is it? I think so. I, I think so. Very cool. And so, uh, basically, we will get in and check yeah. and see how things go next week. I think, I should we just go ahead and plan on having this Skype cast available next Wednesday at 945 Wednesday's the 5th? That's true, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, it's it's a done deal. So join us back here, uh, and there'll be a link to the Skypecast on our website. So anyway, 
and and we'll send out an email to. The, oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, we'll send out an email to everybody who is on the um, on the voting list. So those who are on the voting list. Uh, you will have an, a, a link you're to... You're going to get more emails than you anticipated, and you're probably going to request to be taken off. No, you won't. No, not at all. But anyway, we'll give you a link to the Skypecast so you can listen to our show live. And and next week, we'll just we'll just plan on our listener feedback and stuff like that. We'll, we'll, we'll really make the listeners more of a part of the show. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't talk about my message from Kevin. And uh, I just want to tell Kevin thank you for my email. Um, we chatted back and forth, but I'm not going to read it because it's a kind of a tooting my own horn, patting my own back kind of thing. Well, not me. Kevin did. Oh, okay. And uh, so. So. But thank you. Okay, let's go to our podcast update. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> All right. So we want to thank. We we definitely want to thank again uh, Chris at CreatureHTPC.com. Uh, for sponsoring our show. If you are looking for a home theater PC, I mean, I'm talking about a top-of-the-line home theater PC, custom-built for you, that has the ability to do DVR, to be able to set your timers via the internet from anywhere in the world, being able to stream your recorded content uh, the DVDs that you've burned to your hard drive, uh, to listen to your audio, anything. You can stream it to your hotel in Australia if you wanted to. I mean, it is absolutely amazing what you can do. And the price, I, I, I will tell you, when you go to the website and you see the price, it's like, hmm, it's not a whole lot more than a good, decent PC at Best Buy. I mean, really, if you get it, I mean, sure, you can go in and get your old you know, seller on PC for five ninety nine. This is not that kind of system. And the one thing I will tell you that those of us who are really tech savvy, his systems are all built with non-proprietary parts, which means that you don't have to go to him to upgrade your hard drive, and you don't have to go to him to upgrade your anything. I mean, these things are all interchangeable. You can put your own stuff in there. Uh, and I, I'm telling you, if nothing else, just go to creaturehtpc.com and and you know ask Chris some questions. Give him a call. I want to thank those of you who have voted for us on Podcast Alley. Over 200 votes, uh, and we're ranked uh, 22nd out of more than 21,000 podcasts. That is just absolutely amazing. However, I will tell you that the first is coming up. And I want to ask you, if you haven't voted for us already, just go ahead and save that vote for July 1st. And I will tell you, there is no doubt in my mind that with the number of people who have asked me to remind them to vote, when I send out those emails, uh, we should be in the top 10 of Podcast Alley uh, for at least a week to 10 days. And that is going to be amazing to see. So thank you to all of our voters, and especially thank you to those of you who have emailed me and asked me to add you to the list. And again, uh, Michelle and Vicky, they're both online right now. I don't think either one of them have microphones, but thank you, ladies, for your contribution to our show for the month of June. It, it, it definitely has helped us. And uh, we thank you for blessing us in that way. And um, let's see what 
And, and Michelle says, you're welcome. <laughs> and so that's pretty much all I have. The only thing else that I want to say is we have said a lot about Skypecast. And uh, Vicky also says, you're welcome. And she says, this is fun. Uh, th- this is a whole new realm for us. I am very excited about this Skypecasting. And I just want to explain to people what it is. Because there are a lot of people now listening to this that are going to be interested, how can they interact with us during this show? I think that this is going to be so much fun to have an interactive internet show. And the way you can do it is you have to first sign up with Skype. Go to Skype.com, download the free software, get yourself a user ID. Then you want to request, do a search to add me as your contact, and that would be Cliff EOTC. And that stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ. So Cliff, E-O-T-C, and add me to your contact list. I'll add you to mine. And then what will happen is there will be a link that is available for you to click on to join our Skypecast. And it's not like a normal Skype conference call. It's, it goes through a website. And what's cool is the audio sound is awesome because the bandwidth is only between me and and this telephone number it's calling. And then everybody else is conferenced in through phone lines via their own separate connection. So that's why we're able to hear everybody so clearly. And we can have over or we can have up to one hundred people available listening to us. And what I plan on doing is making this available again next week. And uh, like I said, there'll be a link in our on our page. That you can join us next week. Uh, we plan on recording Wednesday night, and we start at 9:45 p.m. and uh, it, that's Eastern Standard Time. We're in we're in Kentucky, and that's UTC minus five. So check us out. We've had about 14 to 16 people on night all night with us tonight, listening in live, and um, we I think next week we'll probably have we'll probably max out the hundred. So. That'd be cool. Very exciting. I still can't believe we have more than 10 listeners. I know you say that every week. <laughs> I do not. Okay, you say that a lot. Is that right? That I'll agree with. Okay, very cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening to our show. Until next time, let's, let's stay, stay lost. You have been listening to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. Swish spit.